0: Hey, Flippers and bumpers! welcome to the Flips and Bumps podcast, a podcast about two guys trying to make some money, the Flips are making that money, and the Bumps in the road they face along the way. You want to get a hold of this podcast, you know how to do it, you email us, flipsandbumpspodcast at gmail.com. Make sure you're following us on Instagram, at Flips and Bumps, and most importantly, just listen to this podcast. That's right, we drop new episodes every single Monday morning at flipsandbumps.com. Is that it? It's been a while. Flipsandbumps.com. Uh, and some other places, youtube.com slash uh notifications, uh, add, add us, subscribe to the channel, blah, 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 blah. If you can't tell, we're trying to hurry things up today. And by we, I mean me and whoever my secret partner is this week on this week's episode. There's two of us on the show, we like to call ourselves AirBuds. Are the AirBuds back together? I'll let you know in a second. I'm your host, my name is Sasha, and I'm joined by... That's right, my dear friend, the Video Game Whisperer, and the whole flippin' show, it's Pee Wee, eh? Hey, hey, hey. What's up? <laughs> What's up? How you been? It's been a while. Yeah, I I, I forgot how to do the beginning of this show. Even I, though, it's been a
1: while for me, not for you. Yeah, <laughs> I was
0: gonna say, there shouldn't be any reason for it. I just completely blanked, and I was like, alright. I think the Twitter thing threw me off. I don't know if you heard last week, but I completely denounced Twitter. That's
1: smart. I feel like I denounced our Twitter silently about eight months ago.
0: Yeah, yeah. I said I'm no longer going to talk about it uh, except That's for fair. talking about it now. But yeah, I said uh, it's all about the Instagram. People can still follow the Twitter. I just don't know if anything will ever be added to it. Yeah. I'm and if sure. anything does get added to it, they should email our podcast, Podcast <laughs> at gmail.com and let me know because
1: uh, I don't have Twitter and I'm I not going like to check that, that yeah. stuff. So. How you been, PeeWee? How was your, uh, your week off? Yeah, um, not. I mean, not a week off of life. Uh, definitely very, very busy. But a week off from the show. I, I did listen to it. I was on the road. I listened to uh, your episode with Golf on Monday. Almost as soon as it came out on Monday morning, because I was driving across many states and many cont- uh, continents, countries, countries. Um, I, and I loved you and Golf. You. I thought you guys did a great job last week. Um, yeah. Goff's the man. We thank him again.
0: Uh, you know, I got to stop thanking him every time he comes on this podcast. He's just part of this podcast at this point. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. He's so th- considering
1: how busy my schedule is and how much I need to bail on this thing. He's almost more of a host than I am.
0: He's like, he's like our Brock Lesnar. He, he'll show up like every three weeks and then like the Collect ratings his paycheck, go through the there. roof. We give him straight cash homie and then uh, he's on his way. Well, what do you think about his big GI Joe score?
1: Oh, I loved it! I loved yeah. it. The uh, I, obviously, you and I knew about it before we talked about it on here. Um, I still don't love that he, the, the that that initial forty dollar sale that he had of the the parts and pieces. I know he was happy to get his money back on it. Um, the I was also the I I didn't get the full details on um the the price that he paid for it. When I told him, he told the story. I told him pay you know offer fifteen if you have to go up to thirty. He, according to his story, he read my text where I said, offer 15, then just offered 30 and then went (laughs) back to my text and said, oh, good. B, we said I could offer 30. Offer 15 first. There you go. Uh, That's the tip of the week. (laughs) I cannot wait to get into this episode. I haven't been here and I missed last week. So I've been, you know, collecting stuff for when I've had time the last two weeks I have made more questionable choices with flipping in the past two weeks than I think my entire career. Oh, wow. I've also spent more money in the past two weeks than I think I have all summer.
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh, let me just say this. I have, uh, I've been going out every night this weekend. And so I'm very tired currently. Party, I don't party have a animal. lot. Well, look at you. You're, a kid, I don't you're have a kid again. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a wonderful thing. Friday, I went to see one of my favorite comedians, uh, Brooks Wheelan. Uh, he was playing here, very close, in between where me and you live. Okay. And then uh, yesterday, my favorite band of all time, The Blue Meanies, reunited in Chicago. Oh, that's a big uh, deal. Some for you. of our that's friends cool. were up there. Yeah, it was it was awesome. It was tremendous. I didn't have a voice. My I, th- I threw it down. I was in the pit. I was throwing it down. You're in the forty. Pit. You were in the pit. Oh, I was in the pit, and I was. What is okay? Give me this. What's the average age of somebody in the pit? at a blue meanies reunion show older than me (laughs) (laughs) or i guess average would be my age probably because there was definitely people older than me there were some people who were younger than me i was like i don't even know how you guys are here like how would you have heard the blue meanies uh i'm glad that they're there it was cool but i was skanking i was having a good time i was throwing it down uh just like i did in 2004 wee, it was it was a beautiful thing and, uh, you know, How's your body today? You feeling okay? I feel great, except uh, I'm a little bit tired. But, okay, that's fair. But not not achy. Not achy. I threw it down. I've been preparing. I've been preparing. <laughs> Training. Kettlebells. <laughs> lots of kettlebells. So uh, That's a lie. Anyway, let's start this show, Wee. I am on the clock, and what that means is I get to talk about whatever I feel like talking about in the flipping world, uh, whether it's news stories, whether it's emails we get, whatever it is, questions for Wee. You name it, I got it. And when I am done we will get his opportunity to talk about whatever he feels like doing as well for me this week i'm going to talk about all the bad things that are going on in my flipping world because Great. uh things are things are slip sliding away as uh someone once said who's that paul simon and I, I don't know who it was cat steve <laughs> doesn't matter uh, it was not the blue meanies so i don't know who it was I don't know if you heard last week, but I got a negative feedback. Did you hear about that? I'm sure it was also... I mean, I was listening at like 6 in the morning, so I might not remember it, but remind me. Brief story here is somebody purchased one of those PS2 games from the the big lot that I had found. Uh I sent it to them. They said that uh, it didn't work, and they wanted a refund. I said, sure, send it back. Uh, I will send you the postage. And by the way, I don't offer refunds, but whatever. Like, I was playing the game uh i thought they were trying to get a free game out of it because i think the worst of people all the time apparently yeah and uh and so they were like yeah i'll return it no problem so i sent them the postage and nothing happened like it wasn't being returned actually i don't even think i sent them the postage i told you them to open it's automatic yeah i told them to open a file with ebay uh, open a return with ebay whatever and I don't think they opened it for like a couple of days. So then I, but they left a negative message. So then uh, I went to the negative thing and just sent a message to eBay saying, this guy's a scammer. His family's a, a, a thieves. Uh, I know all <laughs> of them. The history of thievery in his family. Oh, right. I see. I see. And then uh, I didn't realize that a copy of that went to him. That's amazing. And so he immediately responded, I am not a thief, nor my family. Uh, the way this guy claims. I've just been busy. So then he sent it back and then it took a while, but I did eventually get the thing back. So now I have the game back. I tested it. The game works perfectly fine. Uh, I don't know what happened. The case is the same. The manual is the same. I'm guessing it was just something on his system. But uh, so now I I think I'm going to fight that case. But at the same time, I've just been putting it on the, the back burner. Uh, and at the same time, I got... A second negative feedback. And I'm like, what is happening? I haven't had negative feedback ever. And so this time it was a hat that I sold for like 40 bucks. If you remember, it was the uh, Vegemoles or whatever. It was like a hat from 1978 that had horns on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bought it for like a dollar or two, uh, sold it for like 40 bucks, but it was an international sale. And so I was like, get this out of here. I don't ever, ever have to worry about it. So, this person messaged me after I think it was two months. So, they were still within a time period here. Yeah. But I was like, well, it's international. Who knows how long it takes to get them and whatever. I'm not questioning anything with that. But he was like, I want a refund. I don't like this hat. And so, I did not, uh, uh, uh. I did not even respond to this person. <laughs> like, uh, I, maybe that puts me in Sasha's shady scale.
1: No, uh, I think you're fine. You don't point. accept returns. That's I don't accept returns and shady. I'm not going to help you. That's I'm not going to help you. By not <laughs> accepting returns, you are hurting yourself in the algorithm. But also by not accepting returns, that means you don't have to accept returns. Like that's, yeah. You're literally and, saying you changed your mind. And especially on international shipping. Uh,
0: so the, then the negative uh, feedback that he left was like, this was not up to the quality standard that I had assumed okay. or whatever. Uh, you do have to eat that. You, you won't be able to fight that. I won't be able to fight that except it's an international thing i'm still under the assumption that ebay is supposed to be handling this however they're
1: they're handling it they they handle international shipping they don't i my understanding is they don't handle like international quality issues well so here's the thing is
0: uh i didn't say anything they have not opened up a case interesting though like
1: okay I'm thinking about this. Sorry for the okay. Air. No, no.
0: So I'm so basically, I'm sitting here. I'm waiting for the person to open a case. In which yeah. case, I, the only thing I can respond is like, I don't offer anything. The quality can be seen on the pictures. I mean, there's nothing. He didn't get it, and it was shredded. It's a hat. It looks the way it looks in the pictures, and then eBay will do whatever they need to do with it. But
1: I just maybe need you're to, right. Maybe it is eBay's responsibility to handle the the quality care if somebody's not happy with something, because they've taken the international returns out of our hands, right? That's, that's so how if they, I understand How do they expect it. you to handle this issue and not get negative feedback if you can't process a return?
0: Yeah, and so part of me is like, I don't even want to fight the negative feedback because then it's bringing to their attention that this exists, you know, without a case being open. But if a case is open, then I, I'm obviously going to fight sure. it as much as I possibly can. That's interesting. Uh, Meanwhile, now I'm down to like
1: 99.3% positive feedback, yeah. and
0: I can't sleep at night, Wee. Uh, <laughs> Get over it's it. Brutal.
1: But the, the one with the game not working, I don't think you'll be able to win that that uh, that case. With the game not working? Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. I, d- I
0: almost like wanted to kind of like send a message with a video because you can do videos on doesn't eBay, matter. So. How, how
1: do they know you're not videoing a different disc? I guess, but like... I get it. It's your word What's against theirs, be? but it's eBay. It's your word against the buyers, and whose word do they always take? I know, but why? I'm a nice guy. I don't come from a family of thieves. We've been he over. does.
0: Yeah. I see, I see. His family has a history of thievery. <laughs> but anyway, so all this like uh, nonsense that I've been doing and calling people names, I think the karmic activity of the world is coming back at me. So uh, this past weekend, I went out, I made a mistake on Thursday, I decided not to go out on Thursday this week, because I just had other stuff going on, I, I could have gone out and pushed the other stuff back. But I was like, you know, I've gone out the past couple Thursdays, it's been slim pickings, I'm not gonna go. And then eventually in the afternoon, uh, I got called, I had to go work on Thursday, and I drove by like 10 garage sales that's on my way to work, a which feeling, is great. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, okay, so I made a a mistake on that. But I did end up going out Friday. I even went a little bit Saturday morning, uh, which, you know, very much against my religion. God forbid, right. Uh, But Friday I went out. There was a little neighborhood sale near me, which was cool. I haven't seen one in, you know, a month or whatever it's been. Uh, And and so I'm going, I'm driving around, I'm picking some things up. I'm I'm not finding anything huge, uh, I got a lot of scrappy pickups this week, as you will tell. Nothing fun, a lot of boring. But, uh, you know, just, just doing what you got to do sometimes. You can't always be making ridiculous money on things. Uh, this is this is just like how it goes. It's what we do. So then it was right around like 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock, something like that. I mean, I started at 9, and so this was like up until lunchtime. And I go to my car planning to i just finished the neighborhood garage sale i'm like all right i'm gonna go drive around some more somewhere else and i get to my car and i look at my tire and apparently i drove through some sort of spike look at that. <laughs> that went through the side of my tire uh and the t- the tread of my tire like the top part of my it destroyed my tire yeah wow. and i was like well my day is probably shot at this point not only financially uh ruined as i have to go get this fixed but like i'm it's friday i got to go get this fixed i need my car you know i can't just not drive around and whatever so so i have this thing stuck in my tire and i'm uh scared to drive home but i drive home I'm like all right i call the place i get my my tire stuff done i end up spending couple hundred bucks on two brand new tires two yeah yeah uh back two okay and the the thing that stinks is i just got four new tires like recently like within the year i i think i do have i think i messed up because i think i whatever we're not talking tire talk here it's just uh (laughs) this is just uh join our patreon for tire talk yeah and our other podcast tire talk oh we just hit 100,000 listens on tire talk it was (laughs) big big week for us but yeah so this happened and then i was like oh man so this ended my day uh Jeez. as far as doing as far as yeah. thrifting reselling i had to get this finished and then i went out to a comedy show that night so saturday i wake up and i go you know what? i don't have anything planned saturday i don't like saturday morning stuff i have planned saturday night but i'm gonna go and i'm gonna hit up some garage sales see if i can get that peewee luck on my side there we go I leave the house and all of a sudden my phone stops working completely uh no texting no internet no anything on my phone so i'm just whipping my phone at my dashboard repeatedly (laughs) hoping that this is going to help things and it's not helping it so i got to about five or six garage sales in which i purchased absolutely nothing and then i had to go to get my phone fixed which uh I guess I won't name who I have my phone people with, whatever. But let's just say they don't try to fix your phone. They just try and like give you the hacks to get you by. (laughs) And that's exactly what happened. Some guy, he he was like, he he charged me $15. I was like, how? How do you know how much to charge it? There's no... (laughs) Anyway, it's a big corporation that's... uh, whatever it doesn't really matter but that kind of ruined a couple hours of my day on saturday morning uh so from like 10 o'clock till 12 o'clock while this guy was trying to figure out my phone stuff and then i was like i'm not going out after. i'm going home i'm sitting until i go see the blue meanies tonight uh and on top of all that stuff that was the day that i decided that my streak is over i've been listing five days five items a day and uh and i got to the point i was just angry i was like this stinks. And I had had a couple of slow days of like very low sales or no sales at all. Okay. And I noticed something on my store. um, Now, I talked with Goff a little bit about this last week. The uh, shipping has changed now. There's no more first-class shipping. I want to get into it, yeah. Yeah, we have ground advantage. I'll let you get into it a little bit more then. I, I won't ask your opinion on it. But I will notice that something happened to my store, which we brought up when I brought it up a couple weeks ago. And I was kind of like questioning, like, are we really going to have to do this? Well, everything that's first class in my store has now gone to... um, It hasn't changed to ground advantage. It just has no shipping options. Like, I have not selected a shipping option for these items. And so I don't know if that is affecting my store. Like, people can't see those items or it pushes my items down because... I have no shipping like it doesn't say anything about shipping or how I'm going to ship or with what company I'm going to ship. So I started going through like one at a time and looking and all of them are like that and I've I've been changing them one at a time to ground advantage. Did and because I don't have an e- because I don't have an eBay store, I haven't like looked to see if it's just something that I could, you know, check mark all of them and uh yeah. put them to first class. And so I've put that on the back burner. So that along with the negative feedbacks, along with the hole in my tire and the not listing things, I've just put everything on the back burner and I'm like, you know what, whatever happens is going to happen until I get my head back into the game, which will be this week at some point. But I just, it was very frustrating to have all this stuff happen at one time. Uh, have you noticed anything on your store as far as the first class shipping stuff?
1: No, I mean everything seems to have transferred over from first class to ground. I'm just I'm looking at this one listing. The, I have a Wii up, um, and it's more than. It's it weighs four pounds, so it's not. It wouldn't have been first class originally. Um, oh, that's interesting. So I have it listed as UPS ground. UPS or USPS? UPS. Hold on. a Okay. Second. No, it is the UPS ground. Okay. Let me find a first-class item. So I asked about the – I'll jump in here. This is something I want to talk about in my time, but I know you have more stuff too. Um, Let me find a light item. So this is a Batman figure, probably weighs six ounces, and it's under free USPS first class. So it doesn't – for me, it did not automatically switch over to ground, uh, ground advantage with uh, with USPS. But I went in when I dropped off some packages and just asked the clerk, like, hey, what's the deal with this thing? Um, the Do you have... Is all of your first-class uh, shipping seller paid? Do you pay for it all? Like, it's all free shipping for the buyer?
0: Yeah, I would guess so. Okay.
1: That's what mine has, too. And there's no, like... I can show you. There's no, like, details about it, but it says free for buyer with the free shipping activated. it's It says um, first class. It doesn't say ground. I did See, ask. In my situation at that point, yeah. it would not say first class. It would just say, please choose your shipping option. Uh, you need to get on a desktop. I do. the So here's the other good news is when I asked the, uh, the USPS clerk, like what's going on with ground, they said, uh, it's great. You know, it's, it's for you specifically. He said, for you specifically, who's located in the Midwest meaning we're in the middle of the country, we have items that are going, sure, they're going to California, but they're not going all the way across the country. They're only going halfway across the country. And they're going the other direction, too, over to Maine and Florida, and it's only going halfway across the country. He said, in most cases, um, anything that would normally go first class, so under a pound, would obviously now be ground advantage. But he said because of our specific location in the Midwest, priority is going to be more expensive than using ground advantage as well. So, meaning we no longer have to like select between ground advantage or first class and priority. Almost always, it is going to be better for us to use ground advantage. Yeah, and... Meaning you can go... Like, changing everything in bulk is real easy. We were
0: before this, before these changes were made, there was priority mail, there was first class, and there was a ground option. Right. But the ground option was generally longer. I think it said something like two to nine days or something yeah, originally. Yeah, yeah. Well, now with this ground, whatever they've done, I'm pretty sure it's the same thing as first class shipping. It's like two to five days Correct. or whatever. Yeah. Um, But it's completely gotten rid of that first class shipping. And so now... I noticed it. I brought it up to my post office people as well. It's uh, it's very interesting that they did this because now I'm not shipping bigger things with UPS. It is actually cheaper now to ship with USPS great. ground. So That's UPS great. is the ones who are like getting hit here if people are paying attention to their pricing because of this situation. Agreed. It's better for you and me. It's better that I only have it's, to go to one place And in it's general. easier
1: to list it's it's easy yeah. to make the bulk edit to switch over everything. It's 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 real yeah. easy, guys. And if you're the, located in the Midwest, if you're on one of the, the coasts, then you'd still need to, in my opinion, you still need to look at um, ground advantage versus priority versus U, UPS.
0: Yeah. And, and the other thing is, like, if we have an item that's over a pound now, like if it's uh, one pound, eight ounces, that used to automatically be a priority item. Right unless you were going to ship ground, which you have to tell someone you're shipping that item ground because it could take an extra long time. But for like someone like me, if I'm selling clothes, right, under a pound is automatically first class, over a pound is automatically priority. Now, if it's over a pound, I can ship with this new ground, uh, ground advantage, and it's cheaper than priority, and they're still going to be getting it at first class time. time so it yeah. has definitely improved for us exactly in the middle of the country it's very good for us uh it's weird for my eBay store i got to figure out what that's all about yeah
1: you definitely need to figure that
0: out I w- if you have the capability i would jump on a desktop and see what you can do but also media mail prices went up and i don't know if you heard but i sold like 84 cds or whatever oh, that's and right. my media mail price was actually more expensive than priority so i had to ship priority because it was cheaper than the oh, media mail option yeah so just uh another thing to keep an Compare eye on your I prices guess. guys yeah last thing i got for you Wee. here is uh is an email we have uh from our buddy hot rod uh if you remember hot rod he was the guy who had the storage lockers that he, he would clean them and he gets to keep whatever uh was uh, in yes, those things i believe he right. was down in oklahoma or something um he sends us an email here. It's interesting. He goes, hi guys, uh, very unusual situation. Wanted to get your opinions here. Yesterday I came across this storage locker that had a Kickstarter item in it. So for those who don't know, Kickstarter is, uh, you know, the website that you use that you, if you're starting a company, you can try to to crowdsource money and uh, there's different levels of stuff you can put in where people get, bonus stuff i'm not good at explaining things guys uh go to kickstarter.com or whatever Uh, so after some research he goes i I found a few of these um steampunk vinyl figurines is what he found there some of them are unpainted some of them are painted but it was from a kickstarter thing after some research i found a few on ebay and they're asking about 25 dollars a figurine i messaged the seller and he said he had one lot of them it was two different figurines, one each painted and uh, unpainted, for a total of four figures for $100. After further research, I've concluded I got the original designer's uh, Zlocker uh, because there's about 20 cases of these figurines. Each case has 50 or 100 units in them, as well as his business cards and other items from his business. It also has some figurines that he never released in his Kickstarter. In one way, I feel bad because I acquired all these figurines and the owner uh, uh, lost them because of his failure to pay the fees. And on the other hand, I got a ton of free merchandise that may have a decent value. So do I sell them at $25 a figurine or do I go lower and try to blow them all out? Thanks again for your podcast, Hot Rod. Uh, Thank you, Hot Rod. Don't feel bad.
1: (laughs) Yeah, two-part question. Yeah,
0: Two-part question. First is you don't got to feel bad. Um, You do feel bad because you're a person and you have a heart. Peewee doesn't feel bad because his heart is small. It's dry, <laughs> it is a small heart. I'm the Grinch of flipping. He's the, the hashtag Grinch of flipping. <laughs> we got it, love it. Um, but you don't have to feel about bad about that. We are all operating in a gray area, but this is just—it's cut and dry. It's a business situation. It's—he didn't pay, and you are the one who gets to benefit from this situation. There's nothing shady about it. You didn't steal it from his locker that he's paying for. Uh, don't feel bad about that. The next thing is trying to figure out what, if any, value there is on these items. Now, these are cool-looking little figurines. I was trying to do some research to see if there were any sold comps or anything, there and many. I was not able to find anything. Did you happen to look anything up, Wee?
1: I'm looking a ton of stuff up. Um, I'm not seeing any sold listings. I am seeing some that are, pa- like, customized and painted, um, but they're all for sale. And, I mean, even the painted ones were selling for, like... They were only asking like ten dollars for him.
0: Yeah, it seems it's interesting. I I looked at the the Kickstarter, and that, this that's guy I had, started as well. The, yeah, he had many different Kickstarters, and a couple of them he actually like met uh, met his goals. You know, like he raised like twenty two grand for a certain set, and a couple of them he didn't make. So there's yeah, this some was definitely interest
1: fulfilled it was definitely a kickstarter that was like succeeded and reached its goals yeah but it was also from 2015 again meaning you have no reason to feel bad about it. it's almost t- 10 years old at this point so with these
0: things i can't imagine there's there's collectors for this because uh, based on just looking at ebay solds and of course there's other ways of looking at, at it you know you can go through Etsy, go through, I don't know where else these could be sold on Amazon. I don't know if these things are available on Amazon and if they have seller rankings on there that you can see if any of them sell. You you might have to check each platform separately. But just going based off of eBay, it doesn't look like there's too much interest in these things. If you just type in steampunk figurines that are not this brand, a bunch come up. Uh, You know, someone might buy these things because they look cool but i don't think there's going to be collectors after them which is bad news for you there may be there's, a
1: handful like but yeah. the, you said you have hundreds of these things i think the didn't he he suggest like should he sit on these or like just clearance them out
0: yeah like should i try at $20 a pop or should i like really just put them low so if people will make them i think here at this point you could do anything because i don't think you're going to lose money on this situation granted you didn't pay for it so you're not going to lose money at all but there's not like oh you're only going to make ten dollars a piece instead of 20 because of a decision you made i don't think you're going to sell a lot of these so what you can try to do is if there's a bunch of different kinds maybe lot them up into like eight and just uh basically go after use your own creativity you know, Call them the steampunk team or whatever you want to and, and try and sell them just as separate figurines.
1: I would start individually. I would not start as a lot.
0: I would do them every the, way
1: possible, like the, uh, individually, as Assuming a that you're not on a time crunch, my first objective with this stuff is to hit the guys who are collectors of this. You're, you're literally looking for the three guys who are interested in these things and set the, your, your listings at a high price. If you don't get any watchers or anything after a month and a half, now change your method and go into wholesaling and get rid of them. But try. I, my opinion is I would try to hit the collector market first, see if you can sell a couple for fifty bucks, a hundred bucks, and um, and then after you've tried that, or after you've even succeeded in that, success doesn't necessarily mean you need to keep going with it. Success, success just means. Okay, the people that wanted it now have them. Now you are left with the rest of the population who has no interest in these, and now it's time to wholesale them. Um, I
0: think you're right. Like in that case, you know, if you sell one of these for hundred bucks, you win, right? right? Like, but if he starts uh,
1: them all at nine ninety nine, and then he's still only going to appeal to a very small market. Yes, yeah. he'll sell them, but he'll probably only sell one or two to the guys that would have probably paid a lot more for them.
0: You're right, and then after that, I guess you can change. Yeah, the once... fact that I, do, I don't see any sold in ninety days, and there are some available that you can buy. Sure. that That's is true. not a good thing. Agreed. So I think you will eventually have to get creative. But Pewee's right. Like if you if you have the time, it's, and space to just like sit on them, try going after those collectors. And don't don't do this. Don't list it at a hundred dollars and then also show that you have two hundred of them. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Quite, yeah. Just list the one. Or unpainted one and a painted one or however you want to do it um, and set those prices a little bit higher. And if you don't want to do that, if you don't want to wait, I mean, just get creative as much as you possibly can. I would also check. I don't know if you're on Amazon or not, but I would check uh, if you are on Amazon. Yeah, just uh, see if it's something you could throw up there. See if it's something you could throw up on Etsy. If you have any other accounts that you're doing, because you never know where people are looking for that the, that steampunk type stuff so i just don't think the brand is going to be the winner here i think the the coolness the, how the figure looks or whatever although you know maybe i'm wrong because there was twenty thousand dollars of uh, backers on this thing you know so maybe somebody deep down really does love these things sure. and, and wants to get one or two here so thank you for the email we really appreciate it hot rod and uh peewee you're on the
1: clock okay, uh, I mean, we talked about my big one. my big one was ground uh u s p s ground versus u s p s uh priority The only other thing i wanted to touch on was something that was brought up last week by you and Goff. It was almost like a passing moment kind of thing um I think it was brought up by Goff he mentioned some uh some boots that he picked up was he he picked up yeah. boots or you picked up boots uh I saw them. I didn't pick yes. them up, then he picked then them he up. Converse right.
0: uh, boots that go up to your knees. Basically. And do you
1: remember the one problem that he had with having to photograph these and take pictures with them to make them look like photogenic? He was saying uh, he had to lay them down. Yeah, you uh, couldn't stand came... them up because the, yeah. the boot was so tall and it gets so floppy. Um, mm. The way that you solve that is go to the dollar store, buy some pool noodles. Get some pull nodos, cut them to size so they exactly fit, maybe a little bit short of where the edge of the boot is once they're inside. And then it's hidden. And then it will. you can also use these to store the boots so they're not stored uh, being bent over and then you get a crease in the side of them. This way they're stored nicely. Um, I just thought this was a nice tip to, uh, to, to preserve some of your boots out there if you're a big boot seller or just even if you have a single pair. Yeah, and
0: it goes for shoes as well. Uh, sometimes you have shoes where like the the tongue part of the shoe or whatever is, is like kind of flat. Yeah. Uh, even if you lift it up, it'll still fall down. I actually use masking paper on some of that stuff to like yeah, make the you shoe go.
1: look filled out. Uh, hats sometimes is another thing. If oh, uh, yeah. What do you, you do know. for hats? I don't have a mannequin head, and my any time I photograph hats, they're all like bumpy and and indented. And what do you do?
0: Yeah, they're they're generally. Uh, my worst pictures i would okay. say yeah same but also i will use like masking paper underneath to like that's a good kind idea. of like just give it a Pop general it shape yeah, yeah.
1: okay that's all i got let's get to some gst oh gst it's garage sale talk time
0: and that means me and Pee Wee start talking about stuff that we found at garage sales the reason why we do this is because we like to we like to learn from each other about what sells and what doesn't sell Pee Wee loves learning about bread makers from me he just he constantly emails me about it and so more shoe
1: uh, bread maker (laughs) and vhs
0: talk yeah it's on the way baby uh you're two-thirds correct and uh and we hope that you guys learned something too. Maybe a new product that you didn't think had any value. Uh, it's so interesting when you go to garage sales and people are like, This is, you want this? Why would you want this? And then you sell it for a lot of money. And people just don't see value in a lot of stuff, like that $2 uh, cooler that you put in your car so you can have car beer. Oh, I've been and, looking for those. I've been looking oh, yeah. for one, man. Oh, yeah. That's going to be a good day when you find one of those. Agreed. Um, I'm going to start things off with. What do I do, Pee Wee?
1: Clothes? Yeah, get I clothes have out of no the way. clothes. Wow! How about that? Oh, look at this guy. That's how you know it's been a slow week for Sasha, and he hasn't been getting out. He didn't even resolve to getting uh, to getting clothes this week. Uh, it's kind of a lie. I got twenty-one
0: pieces of clothes for fifty-six dollars. Oh my god! Um, but I, I'm not. You know, it's just those uh, kind of the same things that I've talked about already. So nothing new that sticks out. Uh, I did get a old David Robinson jersey. Okay. Do you know who uh, David Robinson played for, Peewee? You're the NBA guy here. The Spurs. Look
1: at this man. Yeah.
0: Look at this man. If there's the anything adult. I
1: know, it's 1996
0: basketball. That's right. Uh, that's what I tell everybody. <laughs> Everybody's like, what's wrong with Peewee? And I'm like, nothing. <laughs> nothing if you ask him about 1996 basketball. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, so I did find, find a David Robinson jersey for $3, and it goes for like 30 bucks or whatever. But I mean, these are all great, like... Great. Yeah. By the way, uh, jerseys, NBA jerseys, especially if they're still in good shape, you could find them all over the place. I don't know about football jerseys and those other things, but NBA jerseys, I find them everywhere and very cheap. Did you have any... Well, let's just stick with basketball. Did you ha- ever have any basketball jerseys?
1: Yeah, I had a... I think I had a John Stockton and a Carl Malone jersey. And that was it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah I, I mean, it was definitely, I may have had a Jeff Hornacek uh, jersey.
0: You know what? I'm pretty sure we have a picture of you wearing your John Stockton jersey while sprawled out over your car, yeah, little blue.
1: That's, that's absolutely true.
0: That's going on the Instagram, whether you like that, <laughs> whether you accept it or not. I think I wore that too, Monday Night Raw. Yeah, and you sat in the very last row. And I sat in like the ninth row and Chris Jericho debuted for the, uh, at that show. That's right. Amazing. That's for all the Russell heads out there. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, I had some, I had a Mookie Blaylock Atlanta Hawks Jersey. I had, um, a Derek Coleman, New Jersey Nets Jersey. Okay. I had John Starks, Patrick Ewing. I had a uh, Nick Van Exel Lakers Jersey. When I was growing up uh, where I was growing up, uh, The big thing was all the kids were stealing jerseys from, like, Sports Authority. And then, like, they would sell them at school. But everybody was stealing, like, the Jordans and all that kind of stuff. I got my stuff the old-fashioned way. You put it on a Christmas list, and your mom gets it for you under the guise of uh, Old Man Santa or whatever. Uh, So here we go. No clothes that I'm going to talk about this week. Let's get into the big-ticket items, Pee-wee. First things first, Kryptonite Retractor 3000 Lock. This is a snowboard lock. Uh-huh. Uh, the guy wanted $3 for this. I got him down to one, Kiwi. <laughs> you
1: said not in my house. I,
0: I said not in your driveway, pal. <laughs> uh, I said one, and he was like, yeah, fine. And then uh, I took it, and I celebrated a victory. This is a pretty cool lock. It looks like a little antenna thing that you pull out, and it's kind of like on a wire, so you can shape it however you want. Okay. Uh, it goes for around 20 bucks. And There's it's not- for a snowboard, you said? I think it says on there "snowboard lock" or something like that. How do you like lock that. a snowboard? I don't know. That's that's a, a world I'm not familiar with. But the lock is pretty cool, and it goes for around twenty bucks. Let's just move on because How do I got you other
1: lock a, what?
0: I got a, I got other big ticket items. Pewee, come on. There's no loop anywhere. So uh, next up just is one the one solid piece.
1: <laughs> Next up is something that I think you're gonna like. I mean if you like put it tightly against a tree and then like zip it around the tree.
0: Next up is something I'm really trying to get past this (laughs) Peewee. It's really more to help you than it is to help me. Appreciate
1: it. (laughs) I'm gonna Google for the next twenty minutes.
0: Next up is this and and i don't get this listing it said avenger chuck which i don't know what it means but it's a chucky e. cheese seven and a half inch like pvc figure okay um i got this at goodwill for 99 cents and it goes for around 30 bucks there's a couple of them that have sold uh he looks like a rollerblader to me but i don't know why the listings say avenger
1: on it do you know why i have no idea this i mean it's just a prize you get at chuck E. cheese um yeah. This to me is the result of listing the way that you list stuff, and just it having like the like a domino effect. Somebody made the mistake listing and included they they like there was no Chuck E. Cheese figures on eBay. Okay, let me just find an action figure. Okay, Avengers. They didn't delete the entire title; <laughs> they just left that fr- the first word on there and then wrote Chuck E. Cheese afterwards. Um, uh, and then everybody else after that is just copying the exact same thing. You know what? I
0: love it and i'm gonna put the word avenger in all of my items <laughs> from here on out and see how how far we can take this thing uh i i i know you like old chuck E. cheese stuff this is r- relatively newer of the chucky e. cheese generations uh you like this thing you want to trade it for a playstation or something i'm good
1: i like the older stuff yeah apparently Next his name day. is avenger chuck Okay. Yeah, Why that, is he so angry? I don't <laughs> like, know. Avenger Chuck is a six foot tall mouse with gray fur, tan skin, and blue eyes. You, it's very aggressive.
0: He is dreamy. He is dreamy. That's for sure. Uh, next up, we're going to go media, PeeWee, because I haven't done media in a long time. Maybe a week. So <laughs> I found this. Uh, I, I don't do too much uh, media stuff here anymore. Not as much as I was doing earlier in the podcast. But I saw this, it stuck out like a sore thumb to me. It was in great condition and they only wanted eight bucks. And I was like, I got to see how much this is worth. It's a West Wing Complete Series DVD box set. Um, surprised they only wanted eight bucks. After I looked it up, it's going for 40 to 50 bucks and a bunch of them are selling. And I, and it's just a very easy, I mean, this thing's in perfect condition. It's got everything inside. The lady said they they bought this during COVID to have something to watch during COVID. Oh, okay. And I was like, you know, like Netflix exists and stuff, you know, <laughs> but but multimedia, uh, media it's still king. So, uh, yeah, eight dollars into forty to fifty ship. and that leads me into my other media, which this was. I mean, can I use the word bonerific on this show,
1: Pewee? Don't think so.
0: Okay, because I just did, and I'm not going to say it again because I don't know if if that passes all the uh, the things that we have to. Uh, anyway this is 36 vhs tapes that oh, i purchased insane. okay and i paid 35 dollars and i made the guy throw in a bunch of old paid stickers
1: 35 okay go all right uh i have a couple stickers
0: here with me like old chicago bulls and comiskey park white Sox stuff okay uh this bulls thing is from the first three peat that they did was he and asking he threw- a
1: dollar a piece on these
0: Uh, He was asking a dollar a piece and he was very determined to get a dollar a piece. Like I offered him 20 bucks on this and he was not budging. No, 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 I can't. The VHS themselves are worth a dollar a piece. I wanted to ask where he gets his information (laughs) on that. But I was really trying to get these things.
1: That's fantastic.
0: (laughs) So I started like pushing some other stuff together. I got a couple like basketball items, a picture of Ben Wallace for some reason, just like a bunch of like little things that I added to it. And uh, and I was like, I have no more than $35 I can give you on this. And he was like, yeah, I'll take it then. And so I, this was actually the, the thing that I picked up. And it was in two boxes. It was, I mean, a, a big stack of VHS tapes yeah. here. And I had to carry them to my car, which was kind of far away because it was a neighborhood sale and I was walking around this cul-de-sac. Oh, that's the worst, yeah. And I got to my car and that's when I noticed the big spike in my tire. And I oh, was like,
1: Okay. Ah. So I don't think Uh, you said these are not commercial retail tapes. These are like recorded off television tapes. And then like the labels are like handwritten on.
0: Yeah. So these are right up my alley. These are recorded off television. He says they have the commercials on them. They're recorded off television. And all of this stuff is mostly 1990s sporting events and mostly Chicago Bulls championship and playoff runs and Michael Jordan stuff, ring ceremonies, the championship. And you've um, sold
1: stuff like this before, right? It's difficult because eBay doesn't like it because you're selling basically bootleg tapes. Yeah, you
0: have to put uh, sold as blanks in the uh, subject line, and still even then they kind of will sometimes give you give you a hard time but if you're looking on the youtube page there's three listings there of stuff that is very similar to this with chicago bulls things and the prices are all over the place uh the one closest to mine shows like someone just left it up to bidding and got something like 60 bucks plus shipping for it honestly i think i can probably split this up into four different uh lots of like eight or nine tapes okay and probably get 50 bucks plus shipping for each of them i think i could turn this into a couple hundred bucks do
1: you need to say like where the person was located that that recorded them originally so they haven't so the buyer has an idea of the type of commercials they're looking at getting
0: that's interesting i've never seen a listing do that uh i i wonder
1: i mean i'm saying like chicago has different commercials than philadelphia
0: yeah, yeah i mean people probably aren't buying a lot of chicago tapes and thinking they're from philadelphia
1: okay
0: I, on, only to counter your argument yeah like I'm that. With you. i with yeah I, I just don't think it's enough i think if you're buying these to watch the commercials you you don't care you, you just want those commercials that's okay. what you want to make that's sure fair. that you have because you want commercials from all over the place with like the dude who raps about mattresses and like a guy in his like you know fried chicken and cell phone hut and like that kind of stuff so it doesn't really matter if you're getting an Empire commercial or not. But, okay uh, that's fair. but yeah, I mean, this stuff is great, a lot of like Michael Jordan stuff, Magic Johnson's like comeback games, uh I mean, just all kinds of crazy $35 stuff you wanted thirty five
1: dollars for this stuff like I, I have a box of this stuff in my basement. I think it's wrestling stuff, but it's all wow, like give me this the, what's, what's wrong uh, with you? By the way, you
0: should sell this if you're not going to keep it. Also, you should look through it for one of a specific match that i 've been looking for for quite some time
1: <laughs> I'll let you know what I have, but like it 's just been sitting in my basement forever because i don't know it 's too it 's a lot of work to be able to sort it out and figure out exactly what 's on there and and then yeah, oh it 's all unmarked no it 's marked, but the oh, do you take pictures of like it playing just to like show proof or no?
0: yeah, you can. I mean, I've done it on previous listings of okay, stuff. I got to
1: figure it out. But when I got them, they were given to me free. Like, they didn't want them anymore. So I'm like, sure, I'll take them. That's fine. The The fact that this guy was, like, hard on a dollar a piece, that's just shocking to me. I said bonerific. You said
0: hard on. <laughs> I heard, yeah. Let the record show. Uh, but, yeah, this guy was totally a sports collector. Like, the entire – his garage was, like – okay. All Chicago Bulls stuff and Bears stuff. I mean, he was a big sports guy. So I know a lot of those guys are collectors and they have that feeling like, oh, I don't want to let these go, even yeah. though he's never going to do anything with them. But I think that's just people in general. But anyway, that's it. We'll move on to what you want to know about Wee, which is the Panasonic Breadmaker. Here we go. SD... Dash YD 250. Now, most people don't know Panasonic is actually pronounced Panasonic. It's a Serbian company. Uh, We create great items such as bread makers and televisions. Uh, I paid five bucks for this thing because I looked it up. A, because it looks a little bit different than other bread makers that I've seen. Uh, yes, I have experience with bread makers. <laughs> you see that top thing in the middle that's like a little nozzle? I don't know what it's for, but you can like put stuff into the machine or take it out. I don't know if you make oh, breadsticks. or like I don't know what it is. Machine? Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. I and I'm no not idea. really sure what it's for. Um, but I opened this thing up and it's got the pan. It's got the paddle. It even had the measuring scoops and stuff like that. The only thing it didn't have was the instruction booklet, uh, which doesn't really matter. Uh, this thing is selling for, a, I mean, up to a, around 150 bucks if you're selling it pre-owned. And it has a bunch of solds as well. So it's not something that you really have to sit on for too long. Uh, and I have not tested it. The guy said they used it once many years ago and just never used it again. Okay. It looks clean. It looks like they only used it once and then gave up on it if it doesn't work, you can still sell the paddle and the pan for around 50 bucks. I recently sold one like two weeks ago. And then I took, because I'm environmentally responsible, I took the bread maker and I just threw it into a dumpster that I didn't (laughs) think anyone would find. (laughs) Uh, If you can get me in trouble for that, then that's a lie. That's a a fable that I'm telling. Uh, But yeah, I don't know what to do with that stuff, because I don't want to just give it to Goodwill and be like, it's your problem now. <laughs> like then they're gonna throw it into a dumpster. So I'm just trying to help this thing get processed quicker. Uh but anyway, yeah, so you can sell parts for this stuff and uh Panasonic is a I, I never see Panasonic. I always see like bread man or like different bread machine, and so this one caught my eye for that reason. It looks a little bit different. Uh guys, recycle your electronics. I'm kidding here, okay? i'm kidding recycle your electronics save the earth we need it last but not least is something video game related ish it's not really video Uh, games but it is something that i thought was interesting okay Uh, they wanted 20 bucks for this thing i looked at it i looked at it i offered 10 and and the lady took it it's a socrates educational video game system and it had a game in it called memory mania Uh, memory mania running wild in your living room if you had this as a child Uh, I like it. (laughs) Ten bucks. Sells for around fifty to sixty just for the system itself. And then I think you can get some extra money for the game. The specific game didn't have it had one sold comp. Uh, and it was for like twenty bucks, and it actually had like the the box that it came in as well. I have the game and the instruction book, but not the box. But the only listing that is up is just for the cartridge and it is eighty bucks right now. Okay. I don't know that people are gonna pay that. I'll do something around forty bucks probably yeah, and see right. yeah, where that goes. Uh and then hope to get fifty to sixty for the uh the system itself. Have you seen this, Peewee? What is no, this never. thing? It's I've kind
1: of no idea. Really? It looks like a keyboard. It looks like it's got like mice on the either side. I have no idea what this is.
0: Yeah, that that keyboard is like on the system. It's like there's a place on the system for that keyboard that fits in and you can take it out and type stuff. It reminds me of like those V tech video game yeah. things where it's like educational. It's not really video games, but you're trying to trick your kids or whatever. It's really what it is. Yeah. Uh, if, if she wanted 20 bucks for it, I wasn't going to take
1: it, but for 10 bucks, okay. it was sure. like the first thing I That's got. That's fine. I, week, I mean, so. I, it's not something I would bring in my video game convention, but yeah, there's money in it. So why not? But would
0: you trade it for all your wrestling VHS tapes? That's Ooh, what I we mean. might be able to talk. We may be all able right. to talk. That's it for me, Pee What you got?
1: All right, um, I'm gonna get moving on this stuff because I gotta get going. Um, small video game pickup. I went to a garage sale. I think this was Friday. Didn't look. I almost took pictures for this podcast after I as I was leaving because I was like, man, this this garage sale looked like a garage sale that would not have anything. And, uh, and I did end up leaving with stuff because I asked my questions. Hey, do you have any video games? Um, it was a, an older Hispanic lady. She, it was literally a sale where she had clothes hung up on the fence and nothing else. It was just clothes, but I still asked her just like, yeah. Uh, so she went in the house, she pulled out a box that had two, three sixties in it. And then a bunch of like accessories and a couple of games and a couple of just random things, the excess the, the systems were beat and I didn't really want to mess with it. So I didn't pick up the systems, but I picked out everything else uh, that that I was interested in. Um, In this box were uh, four Nintendo 64 games. Nothing good. The only decent one was Winback, which is like a $20, $25 game. There was also a Nintendo 64 controller uh, that goes for about $20. In each one of the systems was plugged in. Each 360 system has a, a USB in the front. And in it, you can plug in to get internet access One of these things on the right, it's called a uh, uh, Xbox 360 wireless adapter, and it allows you to get internet access to your system. And these things go for about $20. So I just pulled them out of the system and put them into my pile. There's a black one and a white one. It doesn't matter of the color. They they go for about the same thing, about $20. Um, And then I saw one of the games was a PS3 game. It was NCAA Football 14. This is the big one, uh, the That's big sports one. game on PS3. Yeah. It's worth about $75. Um, just the disc. There's no case. There's no nothing. Uh, with the case, it goes for closer to $90. Uh, but still, great disc to have, great uh, great game to remember the name of in case you come across it. NCAA Football 2014. It's on PS3. It's on Xbox 360. Um, keep an eye out for that because it's so expensive i asked her how much she wanted for all this stuff it's i mean it's four games they were all pretty dirty a disc a controller two network day ad- like it's all bunch of wires and cords and random stuff i'm thinking i'm gonna pay ten dollars for this i ask her how much she wants and she says how about 35 right that's high now i mean i've got the ncaa game that's gonna be you know more than double my money, even if I paid that. I countered and said, "Hey, I was looking to more more be around twenty dollars. Would you do twenty five She said, yeah, sure, that's fine, so I paid twenty five dollars for this stuff the, I mean, it's gonna kind of, it's a decent pickup. it seems yeah. like smaller than it is, but it, it it's a decent pickup
0: no, that's good I mean. Once, you, once I saw the NCAA game. I yeah, that makes it, it, right? Is, yeah. But then
1: even if that wasn't there, even just having the network adapters and mm-hmm. the and the 164 game, not even including the controller, um, then I'm still doubling my money. So, I mean, it's still definitely worth it. Yeah. Um, this one was Heartbreak. I uh, pulled up to a garage sale. I had a meeting Friday morning. Um, I'm going to get to later. But the after that meeting, I saw a garage sale sign and um okay let me follow it i went to it and as i'm pulling up there's a guy and a girl loading in their car a castle Grey Skull, a snake mountain and a cardboard box so that's he-man if you don't know sasha's looking at me with a blank face i'm assuming in the cardboard box was all the figures um i did go up to the garage sale you know still heartbroken but um, went up to them, asked the questions. He's like, no, I even referenced like what the guy, you know, I'm looking for stuff like they had, um, old like action figure playset kind of stuff. He's like, no, no, no. That was everything I had. I didn't ask him what was in the box. There's nothing good can come from, Hey, what did I miss out on? Right. You're just going to end up kicking yourself even more. Um, it could have just been an empty box, right? In my head, that's what I'm going to tell myself. It was, um, I don't know what it was actually, uh, as I'm looking around, I am, I'm still not giving up hope. Right, I didn't get the the good score, the good stuff. Apparently, uh, the the, the play sets actually aren't even that good. The I have a couple of the, each one of those playsets in my basement that I'm not doing anything with. It's more the potential of what was in that cardboard box that went along with them. Um, but the I still didn't want to give up hope, and I still wanted to take a look around see if there was anything else I could salvage. Um, and he had a bunch of magazines like uh, Cracked. Was that was that like the Mad Magazine yeah. Cracked? Yep. Um, he had a bunch of those on a table. But he had stickers on them that said $8, they were like individually priced, $8, $12, $13, $9, $8. Like all of them were individual, all of them were different priced, and they weren't a dollar a piece for a magazine. Okay, maybe this guy looked this stuff up. As I'm flipping through them, I realize that the magazines themselves are being contained inside folders, and the folders are garbage pail kits. Right, So these are vintage 1985 Garbage Pail Kid folders. There, there's a Potty Scotty, there's an Itchy Richie, and Ron, and Geeky Gary. Folders aren't in great shape, but I asked him what he wanted for just the folders. And he said, how about a dollar a piece? So the, he wasn't looking these things up. Now these things don't go for a ton. I pulled up a sold listing of three of them for $18. Um, it depends on condition. It depends on what characters you have. I think I could probably get $25 for the four of these. Um, but my son would also enjoy these. Like he might take these to school. Um, <laughs> the just, I just thought it was weird that he was looking up individual issues of Cracked Magazine and listing them for like what they were valued at. But then the, the vintage folders that were being held in were nothing.
0: Yeah, it just goes to show you, I mean, we have an example every week where somebody is really into something and then they're, they have no interest in this other thing. And so they skip over it. And that if you know what that is or if you see it if this catches your eye
1: like you can get a good deal on it. Right. Um next one was just a random video game score. Had a guy go in the house, pulled out a bunch of He pulled out, I mean, probably like 30 Wii games and the only one that was wasn't like junk was Mario Strikers Charged on the Wii. Um and he also had a handful of PS2 games that picked up Need for Speed Underground, Simpson's Road Rage and Battlefront, uh Star Wars Battlefront on the uh, all three of those are on the PS2. He wanted $10 for Mario Strikers and then a dollar a piece on the other ones. I said, (laughs) fine. Um, He wasn't (laughs) willing to budge. That's what you said. You said, fine. Fine. (laughs) that's <laughs> what it was um, like I said Mario Strikers wasn't even a double up I maybe if I hold on to it until like holidays uh, DK Oldies may give me like 22 bucks for it um, that, anything Mario DK Oldies usually pays pretty well on and the rest I didn't even put the values down here um, they're uh, anywhere between like an $8 and $13 game so not home runs at all probably could have left this one out um, I was driving around looking for garage sales on Saturday morning with my son or maybe it was Thursday Maybe it was Thursday. I was with uh, Connor, my son, and we came up on a garage sale. And uh, didn't have much that I was looking for. But then I started like really digging around. It, it, this had to be Thursday because I was just looking for anything to spend money on because I thought it was going to be a slow weekend based on my, what my schedule was. And I picked up these three things. This is a Cabbage Patch Kid in the box. Uh, it's got Detroit, uh, Detroit Tigers on it. Um, the box is not sealed and the box is beat up there is a uh i think this is homemade a garfield the cat like crib like it's like a box and on each side it has a garfield like cut out of wood in wood and it rocks back and forth and inside is a garfield plush and then there's a board game can you see the name of this board game secret uh hitler secret hitler (laughs) amazing (laughs) definitely had to look up secret hitler um, I put this stuff in a pile. She told me she wanted thirty dollars for just the cabbage patch doll. I don't it's huge. I, I it's in the box. I, I don't love it. And it's a cabbage patch doll. Like I stay away from those to begin with. But I'm like and she and I asked her what she wanted on the other thing. She was like, Yeah, give me a couple bucks on the Secret Hitler, give me a couple bucks for the Garfield thing. I'm like, okay, if you do thirty dollars for everything, I'll I'll pick up all three. And she said, Okay, sure, I'm just looking to make room. So I picked up all three. The uh, the Cabbage Patch Kid will a new one in good shape uh, sold for one twenty five. I think I can ask eighty dollars for it, considering the shape of the box. It's never been removed, like it's still like attached in the box, but the top of the box is like not sealed. The Secret Hitler game is worth like twenty five thirty dollars. Garfield that I'm just taking a shot on, right? She the that's my favorite thing. Yeah, agreed. The yeah. it's. I'll probably ask like $40 just on that. Just because so. it's <laughs> you want it. Um the the Garfield collectors are weird. We I mean weird in a good way, but weird, and they pay for unique stuff. There's so much Garfield stuff. I don't this is like nicely done. I had to ask her if this is custom or like retail made, and she's like no, I think it's custom. Um so we'll see. I, I this will definitely be like a flip of the week if I do end up uh selling this thing. I thought you
0: were gonna say that that was like a like a planter where you put like plants inside of it. You can put whatever you want in there. Uh, well, I, I just bought it. I will. <laughs> right? You can do but, it. But yeah, I mean that's awesome with the little doll in it too. Like,
1: yeah, it, it's yeah. a good little set. So yeah, it, it's a fine pickup. Um, last week, Goff brought up a uh, topic that we haven't really talked about in a while. It's the characters that have been brought up on this show. <laughs> See, I think we t- you talked about Goodwill Marty. Um, he brought up my GameStop guy. the uh, GameStop Carl was the name that you guys couldn't Carl. think of. GameStop Carl. Um, another name that I brought up. Hatchtar was another one that you guys brought up. Um, another name that I used to bring up that I haven't. Um, <laughs> he's still with us. Oh, okay. No, no, no. He's uh, renting my attic. For <laughs> oh, years. I see. I see. Um, th- another name that hasn't been brought up in a while because I only really go see this guy like once or twice a year is my buddy Glenn. I've, told, I've talked about Glenn before, right? He's the guy that yeah, buys yeah. storage units and he like saves all of his video game stuff for me. Um, Connor and I were out garage sailing on Saturday and I told him we can either go to this big community sale um, that we went to on Thursday, but we didn't hit all the, all the houses or we can drive a little bit further and it probably won't take as long. Uh, spoiler, it took longer than the garage sales would have. But the, it probably won't take as long if we go see my buddy Glenn and Connor's never been to see Glenn. So Connor oh, wow. said, sure, let's go see Glenn. Um, so we hung out at Glenn's place. He's got a little uh, little shop about 35 minutes from us. And uh, we dug through his entire shop. Since the last time I was there last year, he has two new, it's uh, like just a storage facility, but he has two new buildings or two new rooms that he has since like started renting. And a lot of it is carted stuff. He has some loose figures. He also has bins and bins and bins of stuff that he hasn't been through in years. And that's what we spent a lot of time going through. Uh, Connor picked out some decent stuff. I only picked up a couple of things. Um, honestly, I didn't even do that good. The, I ended up spending about $175 on my stuff. Um, the majority of, well, I guess it's broken into two. I spent $100 on these Popeye Mezco figures. It's, uh, most of them are from series two. Um, this actually resulted in Connor watching Popeye on YouTube for the first time ever on the drive home because he was so interested in these figures. Yeah. Um, the Glenn wanted, he said they're worth about $40 a piece. So he said, how about $20 a piece? Like he always cuts me deals and I never argue with him. Um, but I don't know that I'm going to be able to get $40 a piece on these. A lot of these go for like 30, 35, maybe even 25, at this point, I'm just going to try to get my money back on the Popeye figures and be done with it. He also had, last thing I picked up from him, just literally on the way out, it was just sitting there, a 3DS. Um, he said, yeah, but I need 75 bucks for it. It works, and it's all good. It had a game in it, but the game is nothing. I said, sure, I'll take it. It'll be an easy sell at like my convention, but I'm only going to turn $75 into 110 So I don't even think I'm going to double up when you add up everything here and try to double it. Um, it, it was really just me going to see Glenn and then picking up some random stuff. So don't love not doubling my money, but it is what it is. Um, before I went on my trip last week, the only pickup that I had ready, if we were to record early last week was this one. I went to, I did my pawn shop run, which is normally something I only do in the winter when there's no garage sales. Um, but I knew my trip was on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. So I was not going to be able to garage sale that all that entire weekend. All right, let me take a day and let me go do my garage, my my pawn shop run uh, in a morning, and uh, I I got lucky on one uh, at one of the shops. I went in, and I spent ninety four dollars on these twelve Star Wars figures. Um, these things I think are from two thousand two and two thousand three. They're Star Wars: The Legacy Saga. I think that's what they're called. Um, and they had a bunch more. They probably had three times this amount. I went through every So this is twelve of them. They probably had over thirty. I just said, pull them down. I'll go through them. I got time, and I just made piles. I made pi- uh, three different piles. Uh, the first pile was no, I'm not interested in these. These are the ones that are worth like twenty dollars and under. There was a maybe pile of the ones that are worth between twenty dollars and thirty dollars, and then there was a definite pile that I was getting but that were the ones that were worth more than thirty dollars. And uh, the the what made me able to make that decision is that they had a nine dollar price tag on all of these no matter what the figure was um so i ended up with a pile i think of seven of these 12 are worth more than 30 but then i had five extra where i'm like okay i will pay your nine dollars for these seven but these five if you want to move these i got to get them at a better price and the guy basically like yeah sure let me see what i can do um so he ended up cutting it down after tax. It was supposed to be like $115, and he cut it down to 94 So I got almost $20 off. Um, here are the values. I'm not going to go over everything, um, but it, uh, you could see them here. They go anywhere from 25 I spent way too much time putting this picture together, and I'm not going to talk about it <laughs> yeah. at all. It's um, very impressive, by the way. <laughs> it'll look good on Instagram. Uh, the Let's say on average they're 25 bucks a piece, right? So for four of them, this is about $300. You can see uh, the ones on the bottom row are worth more. There's a $40, there's a $50, there's a $45. I guess if you're listening to this, I should name some of these guys just so you're not yelling at your uh, your your uh, car speakers. I've got a clone trooper, uh, a space trooper, an old Obi-Wan, an AK-REV, um, Wioslay, W-I-O-S-L-A l-e-a that's a 40 dollar one a 50 dollar one is trinto and dice i think is the guy's name i don't know these are all star wars named guys um leektar and nippet is a 45 dollar set um and... leektar uh cousin of hatch <laughs> that's, that's exactly right yes that's a second cousins but yeah you're close um so yeah this was a great pickup and more more importantly most importantly Easy listing. I make one of these listings and I could I'm just changing the name, I'm changing the price, and then I'm done. Real, real simple. And that's why I love buying stuff like this where it's a big lot of very similar named things. Because um listing them is a piece of cake. So I'll get twelve easy listings. All right, last thing. Um this was the meeting that I had on Thursday morning. Uh Wednesday night, I get a text message from a guy that I haven't talked to in a couple months. He's the guy that I bought video games off of before, and he's a big video game collector. He has some big stuff, and he knows that I buy and sell stuff. And he is looking to, he's not in financial, like, hardship. I think he's looking to, like, buy a new car or something. So, like, he wanted some extra funds. Um, So he's like, hey, I've got three big games. Are you interested in picking them up? And he sent me a picture, and I said, sure. (laughs) What are you thinking? He sent me this picture. They didn't send me this. This is my picture, but the, he sent me pictures of these three games. The three games are Panic Restaurant. These are all NES games. They're Panic Restaurant, Flintstones Surprise at Dinosaur Peak, and Little Samson. And do you know anything about these three games?
0: Um, I I feel like the Samson is probably like a a rare one. If the Flintstone is that the Flintstones one is that like a. Uh, like, are there multiple Flintstones there's, games?
1: That's exactly right. There are two Flintstone games. Uh, and one
0: of them is worth something and one of them isn't? Correct. Or they're both. Okay. I'm so, guessing this is the one that. This is, is the one that's worth something, right. Um, I'm guessing
1: they're all worth. They're something, all but, worth okay. a lot, yes. The, the okay. Flintstones one is a. It was a Blockbuster exclusive. So, in order mm-hmm. to have it in your collection at all. That game had to come out of Blockbuster. When they switched from Nintendo to Super Nintendo, that game had to then be put in their for sale bin, and then someone had to buy it. On top of that, this one has a very good label. If you think about Blockbuster and how kids rented, how many different kids rented games from Blockbuster, and the the chances that the label on this game, the paper part, the sticker part of this game would be in good condition is it's not very likely because of the amount of hands and different households that this thing went through. Um, so the label on that one is very good. Panic restaurant is a, uh, is another game that is, it's definitely gone up in price over the last few years, but it's always been pricey and you're right. Little Samson is the most valuable of the, the three by far. Um, So he told me what his bottom dollar was and basically said, if you want it for this price, you can have it. I cannot go any lower. Uh, You're the first person I'm going to offer it to. And this is one of the perks of, it's harder to find stuff. I was talking with Glenn about this. It's harder to find stuff out there. But one of our reliable sources of getting stuff is from people who we've dealt with in the past because we've made connections with them. And they know that what our reputation is and that we're reliable and that we can spend money and that we will take care of them. And and that we will pay up in some cases. Um, so that's what the situation was. I was offered this situation um, where I was able to have the opportunity to buy these. You want to take a guess as what his bottom dollar was? Oh, God. Uh, I wouldn't even
0: know where to start. So I will say 500 bucks. I don't know. Oh, I wish. I <laughs> wish. I assumed it was higher, but I didn't want to say higher. And then you're like, no, obviously I would never pay that. But uh, it's the opposite way. It's the opposite.
1: It's absolutely the opposite way. Um, What's better for me to show what I paid first or what they're worth first?
0: Hmm. Um, Yeah. What they're worth.
1: Can I do that? (laughs) I think I can. No, I think I can. Okay. here. Um, let me try this. Okay, let's. Start I can't with... see any of it, anyway. So... No, I know, I know. But for the YouTube, okay. So the what they're worth. Panic Restaurant is the least valuable, at uh, the most recent one sold in the similar condition for eight hundred ninety dollars. Wow! Great. Right. Um, okay. This is the only one that I have in my collection currently. The other two are the two most valuable games in the whole NES library that I do not have in my collection. There are no games that are higher in value in the entire library, and I don't own either one of these. Oof. Right. Which serves a problem, which I'll talk about in a second. So Connor's not going to college. <laughs> Look, you guys have made that decision. So We're, we're going to see. I've got a plan. <laughs> I'll talk about my plan in a second. Um, so the next most valuable is the, uh, the Flintstones surprise, uh, surprise at Dinosaur Peak. That one most recently sold for $1,800. Ooh-ee. Right. And that leaves Little Samson. Little Samson is one that at one point I had the opportunity to buy this stupid game for $800. And I passed up on it because I thought that was stupid. It currently goes for $2,800.
0: Holy cow.
1: Right. $2,800 for a video
0: game. So these three, 5500 total. Right.
1: Roughly, I mean, it's that's what eBay is. That's before fees. What as far as what I'm going to get for them, I'll probably go higher than that because I'll be selling these at conventions and finding them in this good a shape is difficult.
0: Now, let me ask you you collect
1: these, yeah, and you're not going to keep them. Is that what you're saying? I believe I'm selling all three of these. I so I am prior to this purchase, these are in my possession, right? So I technically own these. Right now, I own all of the North American released NES games, except for four. Prior to this, it was six, right? And these are by far the two most valuable ones in that list of six. So now, my thought is, I may just go on eBay, buy those other four, throw my hands up, say, okay, I'm done, and now just start selling everything. (laughs) i'll tell you what i love it that way i can check that box say okay at one point i owned every single nes game and then be done with it if i wanted to i could play all this stuff digitally anyways you know what i mean i just like the physical aspect of everything and it being original and all that
0: yeah it's like um how important is it to you to have
1: the of the whole collection. And There's no way I can keep justify it. keeping a $2,800 video game. Yeah. It only plays one game. My phone plays more games than that. I mean, the games that you have now are worth more than that. Oh, to- absolutely. I mean,
0: tenfold. So, So that's how you can justify it. But like, I'm also just... getting
1: closer and closer to convincing myself to sell the rest of the collection as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, if that's the case, then obviously it's a different yeah. story, but...
1: Okay, so as far as what I paid, um his there was $500. no negotiating. The five hundred <laughs> I wish i've read I wish I, I, no um, and this again isn 't even a double up. I paid more than half I paid there it is. I paid three thousand dollars for this stuff,, Ooh. which was a big chunk of change um normally i don 't buy any video games where i 'm not going to double up my money, but because the margins are so. Now it's not the margins, right? But it's just the the bottom dollar profit on this stuff is going to be so high. Let's say I make $5500 on this. Let's say I make $4500 on this. I'm making $1500, right? Would I spend yeah. 3 grand to make 1500 when I have to sell 3 items? Now I do run into the problem of chargebacks. I've had this problem at conventions of somebody buying something when they get home they contact their credit card company and are like hey cancel that paypal transaction wow right so i may have a like the 800 one i'm not worried about panic restaurant i'm not worried about i've sold thousand dollar games before um but i may have on the other two i might have like a a requirement where it's got to be cash because i can't risk me going to texas selling these games and getting home and saying hey by the way um you're not getting any of the money that, that you were paid for these things. Um, so it's definitely a concern. But, uh, well, it's it's part of the risk of high-end video games, right? I mean, I guess. It's a world I don't understand. We need to get you to understand it. I've got a video game convention in September. I'm happy for you. <laughs> you want to go with? I'm going to Texas. Yeah, I'm in. Sounds good. I have no room in my car. you got to fly yourself there. Awesome. All right, that's all I got for GST. And now
0: it's time for flip or bump of the week. This is our favorite thing that we sold, or maybe something that happened that we learned a lesson from. Uh, in my case, just adding to the uh, the the poor flipping that has been going on oh, no. that's been haunting oh, my no. store here for the past couple of weeks. I got a lot of sixty four Hot Wheels cars that I paid two ninety nine for. Okay. And I was like, for two ninety nine. I'll take a chance of putting this as an auction on eBay and let people look at it. Yes. A lot of the cars were beat up, but they all had wheels and stuff like that. It was just, okay. it was, you know, like let it, let them figure it out. I'll probably make something on this. Sure. It's a relatively easy listing. I'm not listing the cars there. I just put pictures. I put as is and, and that's about it. So I started it at $9 and 95 cents to entice people, you know, <laughs> as I do. And of course, uh, on top of that, with shipping added to it. Okay. There's no free shipping here. There's They got to pay the shipping. Out of my house, right. And, uh, and so I'd be, I was very surprised when I woke up the next day and the item had sold for $9.95 plus shipping because apparently I did not put it as an auction. <laughs> I put it as a buy it now, I'm guessing. I still don't know what the... I was
1: so angry. I didn't even check to see what I had done here. That's amazing. I thought the auction ended at $10, but no, there was no auction.
0: There was no auction. And the crazy thing is I got a message the day before from somebody who offered me $8 (laughs) and in the message said that they could not like pay full price because shipping prices are out of control these days.
1: So they oh could not man. pay
0: the extra dollar ninety-five that apparently was necessary to get this item. That
1: is fantastic. If
0: you cannot afford the dollar ninety-five, here's the, your tip of the week: <laughs> stop buying Matchbox. Okay, just stop. <laughs> that is a great story. So in the end, I, I ended up making like four bucks on this sale
1: after fees and everything. Way to go! Way to, at least you charged for shipping.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's it could have been worse, right. but uh, it was stupid and a waste of time. What about you?
1: Uh, for me, I've got also a bump. The, it's not. I mean, it's not a huge bump. It's just a return. But I sold that helmet, uh, that Halo helmet, uh, for $68.99 plus $20 shipping. Um, and this sold on July 11th. And then this past week, I got a return request for it. Just and with the most frustrating reason of all time. I just changed my mind. But because I have returns on, I just have to accept that. The confusing part was it's a repeat buyer. Right? So it's yeah. not some guy trying to scam me. It's just some guy who bought it and then was. I
0: don't. I don't. Can know. you just like message him and be like, "Hey, just to, to improve my
1: store," I was wondering, was there something wrong with this? Or... That's not a bad idea. Uh, that's not, that's actually not a bad idea at all. So yeah, I mean, normally I wouldn't complain about returns, uh, but because it was a, re- a repeat buyer, I just wanted to throw that out there. I thought that was weird. And now it's time for whoa, whoa, whoa! What do we have here? This is when
0: I pick something from Pee Wee's store. He picks something from mine. We ask questions. For you, Wee you have this Shimano AX 500. It's a, a fishing reel, spinning fishing reel. You sold it for 28.32. Free shipping. I remember when you found some ship, some uh, fishing stuff here. Uh, this has taken a little while to sell. Um, and I guess my question is just like, when you have something like this that you don't buy too often are you kind of turned off
1: in buying it again? Oh yeah. Or? Oh yeah. Never again. Get Never me out of again. Here. I mean, it sold for $28 and 32 cents. You see that? That's not, that was not my doing. That was me accepting an offer that a guy sent. Hey, would you take, uh, you know, whatever plus free shipping? I said, see, I told you, you make fun of my one cent <laughs> ridiculous, thing, but there, <laughs> there it I. is. The, I had this at like thirty nine ninety nine, or so it was a big discount. And I was just like, sure you want it. Let's just get it gone. Um, the and yeah, I don't know that I'll be looking at fishing reels going forward. They, I mean, it meets my threshold, right? It's over twenty dollars. Yeah, and I'm assuming it's I can get it pretty cheap.
0: It, it's weird because I think that's like the emotional decision. I've definitely done the same exact thing, and I, I would have guessed that you had the opposite answer. Like, no, if I can still make money on it, I will make no, money on it, which you will, I think. I but I think rather, you'll be less. I much rather value my headspace than I do my wallet. Yeah, it's kind of like you don't want to take the time even to look don't at it. worry about it. Right, I know yeah. my toys are going to sell. I know
1: the video games. Sell. I don't know that a fishing lure is going to sell.
0: Yeah, I got gotcha. you.
1: All right, for you, I don't know if this was an error or like just a, a – I don't know if you clicked a button too many times or if eBay was on the fritz, but on your store you have this item listed three times, University <laughs> of Michigan Wolverines Garden Kneeling Pad. Normally eBay doesn't let you list the same item with the exact same title. So yeah. I couldn't figure out. Do you have three of these? I do. Here's the weird part about it. I was also worried that they were going to like
0: cancel some of the things, and then I was going to argue with them because these are pre-owned items. Every single one of them have like a different defect in sure. them, so they look a little bit oh, different. That's true. They
1: yes. Have... They they all have this little like blue mark in different spots.
0: Yeah, and on the back, one of them is like folded wrong or whatever. Okay. So the, the cool thing is that they're Michigan garden kneelers or whatever so uh, maybe a michigan fan will want to have one in their house but they are all in different condition which is the the
1: reason why i did it that way um I'm i am not maybe no. they took that away i thought you had to have for that reason like if you sell one how do you know which one you sold maybe it's just for new listings uh yeah, i don't know i mean in my
0: case i just know because i i look at the, to see what has which thing on it you know i guess
1: I don't know. When I get repeat items, like I just have a duplicate shelf and then when one sells, I just go check the duplicate shelf and grab it. If you saw the backs of these, you would understand how...
0: Is that right? Uh, yeah, because okay. they're just like uh, creases in different spots. Or I was more concerned with just how eBay allowed this to happen. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, eBay. <laughs> That's it for the show. You want to get a hold of this podcast, you email us, flipsandbumpspodcast at com. Follow us on Instagram, not Twitter, at flipsandbumps. And don't forget that we drop new episodes... Every single Monday morning at flipsandbumps.com or wherever you get your podcast from, which does include YouTube, youtube dot com slash at flips and bumps uh podcast. Just go subscribe to our channel, do what you gotta do. Two of us on the show, we like to call ourselves Airbuds this week and uh listen to Weaker Youth Ensemble. I just found out who they were and apparently they've been a band since nineteen ninety one. Uh so they they were pretty cool. Uh and I guess we'll see you guys next week. Lock
1: those snowboards.